Welcome to The Anchor. Please join us for the next 15 minutes as people from our region share their stories of hope and overcoming life's difficulties. Good morning. Welcome to The Anchor. I'm Deborah Hickey and my partner is Rhonda Hardy. We are back again starting today. The Anchor is a radio show and it's an exclusive talk radio program to inspire hope, faith, perseverance, and overcoming daily struggles in your and my lives. We're excited to be back. Our program is based on Hebrews 619. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, a hope both sure and steadfast. We live in a world that needs hope. And Rhonda and I will be doing interviews with people in our community who have overcome situations like what you face daily. Maybe it's with your job, with your children, with narcotics, with alcohol, whatever. We just know that people need hope. And that's what the anchor is about. And so we are glad to be back. This is our community. And we hope that you will join us every Sunday morning at 1130 for 15 minutes, a capsule of hope to help propel you through the rest of the week. So today we're starting out and Rhonda has lots to share with you about hope for our nation as we are turning and looking toward November as we go through elections and how important of time that we are at right now in our country. So Rhonda, hello and welcome. Thanks, Debbie. And yeah, we are very excited to be back. And we just want to encourage you to listen to the weeks ahead. It's going to be good. We know you're going to enjoy it. But like Deb said today, we really felt it's appropriate to start with hope for our nation. And so I'm going to start by reading out of the book of Isaiah. And yes, this is a Christian-based radio program because we are anchored in something much greater than ourselves. And these people that will be sharing their testimonies, their messages, they're anchored in a solid rock, something that will not give. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what this is about. So let's talk a little bit about God's government. In Isaiah 9, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Hey, that's exciting. It doesn't matter what man's government looks like. God's government is going to bring us peace. And his government is going to increase. And it will never come to an end. So we can be encouraged. That's hope in itself right there. But the one thing I want to bring out about that is is it brings peace. God always brings peace. And he says in 1 Timothy that we need to pray for those in authority. And this show is going to be, we're going to pray a little bit for those uh, candidates coming up, whether it's in our local area, national, state level. We want to pray for those in authority and those candidates that are running. Because it says so that we might have peace in our land. Peace is important. 
Don't you think? <laughs> it's important for us, Debbie. It's important for our children and our children's children, the next generation. We need peace in our land, and we're not seeing a whole lot of that right now in our world, too. So I think it's real appropriate to talk this morning a little bit about our foundation, the foundation of our nation. And I'm going to read from a book that was written in 2003 after 9-11, and it's talking about praying for our, our leaders it says, many years ago, I was encouraged to learn of the overwhelming historical evidence that commitment to Christ and biblical Christianity were the driving forces behind the founding of America. For example, in 1607, when the first permanent English-speaking settlers in America landed on the coast of Virginia, what was their first act? It was to plant a cross and dedicate this new continent to God Almighty. That speaks volumes right there. A few years later, in 1620, the settlers at Plymouth made a covenant with God called the Mayflower Compact. It stated, in the name of God, and it also stated, having undertaken for the glory of God and advancement of the Christian faith in the presence of God and one another, covenant and combine ourselves into a civil body politic. The Delaware Constitution, typical of the other colonies, declared that a candidate for office must say, I do profess faith in God the Father and in Jesus Christ his only Son and in the Holy Ghost. In God who is blessed forevermore, I do acknowledge the Holy Scriptures and the Old and New Testaments which are given by divine inspiration. Most of the original signers of the Constitution were not deists, as some historians claim. Research has proven that the vast majority were avowed Bible-believing Christians. The father of our country, President George Washington, said, To the distinguished character of a patriot, it should be our highest glory to add the most distinguished character of Christian. He also said, Bless, O Lord, the whole race of mankind, and let the world be filled with the knowledge of thee and thy son Jesus Christ. He said, It is impossible to rightly govern the world without God and the Bible. He also said, of all the habits which lead to political prosperity, religion and morality are indispensable supports. Reason and experience both forbid us to expect that national morality can prevail in exclusion of religious principle. Patrick Henry, an American revolutionary, said it cannot be emphasized too strongly or too often that this great nation was founded not by religionists, but by Christians, not on religions but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Sixth President John Quincy Adams said the highest glory of the American Revolution was this. It connected in one dissoluble bond the principles of civil government and the principles of Christianity. They go hand in hand. An extensive study and report by the U.S. House Committee on the Judiciary declared in 1854. At the time of the adoption of the Constitution and the amendments, the universal sentiment was that Christianity must be considered as the foundation on which the whole structure rests. That was the religion of the founders of the Republic, and they expected it to remain the religion of their descendants. So where are we today, listeners? Where are we today? You know, the Bible says in, in Psalm eleven three, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Righteous is not supposed to be some religious term or self-righteousness. Righteousness just means those who are in right standing with God, those who want to please God. I think there's a difference with a nation who wants to please God and a nation who doesn't. I think if we travel around this world, we will find that out. 
The Bible also says in Psalm 33, 12, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And there's only one Lord. And that's what this nation was founded upon. So that's what we want to talk about today. And that's what we want to pray about today is God's standard. This nation's standard was to be God's standard. Our foundation is Christian. That is who we are. People in authority have said of this nation that we're not a Christian nation. But not everyone is a Christ follower in our nation. No, not everyone is. But our roots are. Our foundation is. And we need to stay with our roots. The Constitution, the preamble of the Constitution, all of it, the the, the money, on our money, what does it say under God? What does it say when we do our Pledge of Allegiance, when we sing our national anthem, when we sing the songs of our country, it all talks about God. And I just want to talk a little bit about righteousness and justice, because it also says in the Bible, Psalm 97, 2, that righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. And that's what the leaders of our nation intended it to be. Righteousness and justice. And next week, you won't want to miss it because Debbie's going to break that down for us and she's going to share what righteousness and justice truly are. And it also says in Proverbs twelve seventeen, he who speaks truth declares righteousness. And so truth has to be our standard. Whose truth? Our own truth? Oh, I hope not. I hope it's not our own truth. I hope it's not anybody else's but God's truth. His truth is the only standard. So if we speak his truth, we are declaring righteousness, what is right with God. And I want to read also in Proverbs 11. These are just little nuggets that we can learn out of God's word, his promises to us. Proverbs 11.10 says when it goes well with righteous or the ones who are in right standing with God, the city rejoices. It says in verse 11, by the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted. It says in Proverbs 29, 2, when the righteous are in authority or those who are in right standing with God, those who want to please God, the people rejoice. But when the wicked man rules, the people groan. They are oppressed. Do you know of any nations where people are oppressed? I think so. I think so. And you know what? It might look like it's heading that way for our nation. And that's why we, we need hope for our nation. We can have hope for our nation because of the promises that I've just read you. As we stay with the foundation that our, our nation was founded upon. You know, we're hearing today evil being called good and good being called evil. So it's, it's time to call. Darkness, darkness. It's time to call light, light. So our big thing today <laughs> that we want to encourage people about is, is to go to the voting polls. Because it's so important and we're hearing, you know, many people may not be wanting to go just because of who's running. But let's just take a thought here. Let's just think, okay, maybe... These people aren't perfect. Nobody is. But somebody might stand out more than the other on certain issues that are so very important to us as a nation and very important to the next generation. We have to 
take our God-given right and go to the polls and vote. And that's what we are encouraging you to do. Do it for the next generation. If you don't do it for yourself, do it for the next generation, our children and our children's children. So let's look at the things that are most pressing and needed in our nation. Who will uphold certain things that are very important right now? One of them being upholding national security. Who do you think out of the candidacy will do that the best? So many attempts, even this past week of terrorism in our own nation. Who is going to build up our military? Who is going to allow the American citizens the Second Amendment right to protect ourselves? Number two, who's going to promote prosperity and bring jobs back to America? Do we want big government or do we want to be able to grow ourselves and and have entrepreneurship abilities? Number three, who is going to uphold the Constitution or the Bill of Rights and take us back to our roots or keep us in our roots Who is the real patriot here? Number four, integrity in the highest office of the presidency. Again, nobody's perfect. But who is going to serve the American people versus build their own empire or their own agenda? So we need to listen, listen, and have discernment on who will uphold these very important things for our nation. So right now, we want to go to prayer. We want to be in prayer for these very issues and how, how the right person can get into office and to pray for people to go to the polls and vote. Because people, if we don't vote, we really are voting. We really are casting a vote when we don't go. So let's take our God-given right and let's go to the polls because we can have hope for our nation once again. So Debbie's going to pray for us right now. Lead us in prayer wherever you are, in the privacy of your home, in your car, wherever you are. Please join with us for hope for our nation in prayer. I also want to tell you that on October the 5th, Wednesday, October the 5th, Franklin Graham will be in Indianapolis at the Capitol South Lawn for one hour from 12 to 1 to lead people in prayer there for Decision America for 2016. He is encouraging you, just like Rhonda just did, to get out and vote. Look at your candidates. Do some homework. But please get out and vote. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much, Father, for your word, for your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I thank you for America. I thank you, Father God, for hope for America. I thank you, Lord God, for the Constitution of the United States. Father, we do pray for people who will uphold the foundation that America was built on. We pray, Father, for people, for leaders, Father, in Jesus' name, that will uphold the Constitution of the United States, that will stand for true truth, your truth, Father, in Jesus' name, that will protect the innocent in the name of Jesus Christ, that will lift up a standard and develop a healthy government in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you so much for what you are doing. We thank you that America is not lost. There is hope for America. I thank you and I praise you for your son, our Lord and Savior. And it's in his mighty name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thank you, Rhonda, for what you shared today. Thank you, people, for listening today to The Anchor. We'll be here again next Sunday at 1130. We hope that you will join us. God bless. If you would like to know more about resources mentioned in this interview, possible ministry opportunities, or to tell your own story on The Anchor, email us at anchoredintherock at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.